Hopefully you noticed that we dropped the ads, no more of those, to introduce the show because we are pretty sure that all of you just fast forward through them anyway. We also dropped the introduction uh, that we had been using that was produced by my father. Uh, Dad had nothing to do with you. We just thought it might be good to provide a little bit of a preview of each episode as the intro to, to these podcasts. For today's episode, Jay and I got back together. We went to Barketing Brewing in Edgewater, Colorado, uh, just one of the little enclaves of the Denver, the greater Denver metro area. We talked to Kyle Knutson. Kyle is one of the co-founders and co-owners of Barkentine. They opened up in February, end of February actually, and then had to close down about 15 days later because of COVID-19 concerns. So of course we talked about that. We, we discussed how they're opening back up, you know, the stuff that we've been covering for the last few weeks on the show. But we also got into some really deep conversation about what craft beer is doing for the Black Lives Matter movement, how craft beer is is supporting the Pride Month, all of these things that tend to intersect so often with craft beer in ways that people accept, in ways that people think maybe fall short, in ways that people uh, appreciate. We covered a lot of ground. We tried to, to be thoughtful. We tried to be mindful in these conversations, in our critiques, in our celebrations, and all of this. It's still a fun interview. It's not going to make you sad. It shouldn't depress you too much. But just know that that it was uh, what we like to think is an intelligent conversation. And that was all Kyle. That had nothing to do with Jay and I. You know that we don't bring much intellect to the show. With that said, we hope that you'll enjoy the show. If you want to learn more about Unfiltered, you can go to unfilteredcraft.com. All of the video, audio of previous podcasts is up there. You can find our socials. We'd love to have you follow us. With that, I will stop plugging our pluggables and turn it over to Kyle Knudsen of Barkentine Brewing. Enjoy. I was going to introduce Kyle, but I, was, I wanted to, you know, um, let everybody know Relish that Jay, the, the band is back together for sure. <laughs> for, yeah, it's for very we got nice. another one of these teed up for next week. We do. Yes. Uh, uh, where are we going? Spice Trade. Yeah. Next week. I was supposed to my house. Spice Trade yesterday, and somebody canceled. It looks really nice. Uh, uh, Kyle Knudsen. Did we say that correct? You nailed it. Yeah, it's rare that you get that K N Kn sound. Well, have you seen the movie The Big Lebowski? Works. <laughs> Sam J has based his lifestyle on the Big Lebowski. But they, yeah. th that's that's Bunny is Bunny Knutson. It's with a T, not a D. But he goes, "Who the fuck are the Knutsons?" <laughs> he's got yeah. the he's got the bug right, and he's he coming he, like he's stone, and he goes to up to the to the VW bug, and what what are you doing? Why are you following me? Oh, I'm here by the Knutson family. Who the fuck are the Knutsons? <laughs> So kind of nailed that whole scene. <laughs> no, yes, it's, he did. Yes, uh, he did. My wedding ring is engraved with the Big Lebowski quote. So um, no shit. It, have I ever, never told you that? No. Yeah, yeah. So um, I got to remember what mine says. Catherine, would it, kill me. it really ties the room together. Um, let's see. Yeah. So Catherine's my wife says, "Fuck it, dude," and mine says, "Let's go bowling," and it's engraved. Shut the, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my like. Third, fourth, fifth wedding ring. So yeah, you can see it on the inside. This is my third. Yeah, that's why I started going with the rubber ones. Didn't that's plan on going down this route. That's but, hilarious, uh, dude. It's I'm, called unfiltered for a reason. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, I let's get back to Kyle. The let's, big, let's the Big Lebowski title. Let's let's talk uh, Barkentine Brewing. I even look at this, Jay. God, you're gonna be impressed. 
I got a little notepad like a fucking re- re- reporter. Hey, say, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> you went three for three today out there, Where's kid. We're in Barkentine. We're at Barkentine Brewing. Is it Barkentine Brewing Company? Is that correct? Barkentine Brewing Company is the full name. Yeah. Okay. Have you done a podcast before? No. You, this yes, is your I, first yes, one? Yes, I have. No, I have. Who? Um, I did uh, uh, Sunday Session Brewing Network. I don't know who the fuck those guys are. Never heard of them. No. That yeah, doesn't mean they don't matter. It's like a yeah. little thing. I don't yeah. even know if they're still around, but they probably <laughs> couldn't make it through quarantine. I know. We 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 bought the Zoom yeah. membership. We so. pivoted. <laughs> we pivoted. Fucking right? word. Fucking never never going to mean the same thing again. Scrum certified masters right here. Right. We fucking did it. This is we, a legit setup though. I mean, I don't know if everybody can that, that is listening can just picture how Really top-notch professional. This is. We're very professional. We try very hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you want to say something, but 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 John, um, Colorado beer man Shikes was the one that said you guys got to go there. He told me that. He said you make fantastic beer, and he was there before you all opened. I think was he here maybe opening day or something? Yeah, he came a little bit before okay. the rest of the crowd opening day. We had kind of like a press hour. If you're gonna let somebody in the door ahead of time, it's the Shikes. Jonathan's man. the man. Yeah. It's the Shikes man. Cold beer man. Right, Colo, 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 beer man. Maybe it's Colo beer man. You only Yolo Colo beer man. But Kyle and Kyle and us, we we kind of got connected. I I think prior to the COVID lockdown, we had set something up to come over here. Obviously, that didn't happen. But then you were a big supporter of the Sip Fest, the old Sip Beer Fest, which we we were sitting on six thousand dollars. We got to figure out where the hell to put Fuck, it. We better do something with that before the tax man comes. I know. I know. Oh, It'll go away Buried. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, no. It, no, 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 no. I told a lot of people this was going to charity. No, it is. Oh. It is. It is. We're just, uh, I think probably left hand. Right? The left hand foundation might be where it goes. So. Uh, I wouldn't give it to the left hand foundation unless they agree to an interview. Maybe for $6,000 they will. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at us. Okay, so Barkentine Brewing. Yeah. Where, where are we located? We're in Edgewater, Colorado. Okay. Um, which is just west of Denver. Okay. Yeah, it's literally... Four blocks away from Sheridan mm-hmm. Boulevard is the dividing line between Denver and Edgewater. Edgewater's yes, this awesome little one square mile community that um, refused to incorporate with mm-hmm. all the other cities, uh, mostly because there happened to be some brothels and taverns ah. and stuff in Edgewater that didn't want to uh, adhere to the Denver laws that were as it, as it grew and poor city by city. I always knew I liked this town. So I wait, wait, didn't wait, realize that. Let's not even, I don't even give a fuck about your story, Kyle. Let's yeah, go no, back please. to that <laughs> yeah. for now. You, you told Jay and I as we were walking around that you love history. Is that serious? That, so, so Edgewater, what, what years are we talking about? Just decided. Oh, I'm no, going to butcher this. That's fine. 87 I mean, what, what? to 93. <laughs> yeah. This was just two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like full of, of just brothels. Quarantine and, is what did it really oh for the brothels. <clears throat> Yeah, this King Supers used to be a brothel. That six-foot space is hard for that industry. Oh, <laughs> it's, hard at, it's hard at home, too, to be uh, honest. But the so. truckers love it. You can stop at a place in Kansas and watch some video. Oh, sorry. Let's, <laughs> shall we recommence here? Okay, so... End of 1800s. So, is it, uh, so yeah. you can put Edgewater on your, on, like on, a, on an envelope, and it'll get here. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's its own municipality, its own police force, its own mayor. It's like Sheridan, Colorado. It's... It's better than Sheridan, Colorado. Oh, it is better. Yeah, yeah. It's much Sheridan's better. It's cleaner. It's nicer. The Schraders live too close to Sheridan. This is a well. We one. live too close to all of it these days. <laughs> but you know, truthfully, Tanya and I looked at like eleven different houses over here when we bought our first house. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know why we never pulled the trigger on a couple of them. Okay. But uh, this is a great little hood. 
Why here? Yeah. Excellent what, why question. Did you, why what, did you what's your tie to Edgewater? Anything? Brothels? Well, I live a couple miles away. South. It's close. Walker, you just wanted yeah. an easy commute. And I started when I started brewery hunting. I went. I kind of drew different concentric circles and was like, I want to commute time. I want to minimize to the fullest okay. <laughs> from a purely selfish, selfish. <laughs> selfish way. Start there. And then as kind of more and more grew, um, I found other things that really enticed me, especially about this space. Okay. Um, it's, so it's a public market. Um, it's similar to Stanley in Denver. Um, or, or Aurora, I guess, is yeah, technically. Yep, yep. But uh, it's kind of a similar concept where there's a retail space. There's like eight or nine kind of artisanal shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's about 10 um, food stalls that were kind of former food trucks. And so it's also a you know artisanal feel. And then our beer goes through the whole building, okay. which is kind of cool. So It's served in all the spaces? Or what do you mean when it goes through the whole building? So people can come in and either bring food in or take a beer out. They can wander with it. They can wander got with it. Got it. Got it. Which obviously right now is not a lot of wandering going on. Yeah. So we're in the process of expanding out into the parking lot in a big way. We have some huge circus-sized tents out there. It does we'll, look like a circus. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. And there's a lot of carnies employed here. So. You were working here, though, in Edgewater prior to opening up, correct? Right. So I guess knowing that you were at Joyride, I guess, how did you get in there? I mean, let, let t- tell us your, your brewing history. Yeah, your wife's hot shit. I mean, she's a paralegal, right? Yeah. So she yeah. married well, down. One of us has to yeah, make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of us makes beer. Y- you, <laughs> you followed the golden rule, which is right. outkick your coverage. That's, <laughs> I love that term. Exactly. We, we all did it. Yeah. What's, your, what's your connection to beer? I mean, and we know a little bit about your kind of background, but let's, let's start, you know, I guess, how did you get into beer? Post-college, I went to film school in Boulder. Okay, all right. Um, and post-college, I was kind of aimless uh, where I was going to end up. I was kind of thinking L.A. There was a film industry there. Yeah. And then I got drug, um, drugged? I got dragged. Drugged. drugged. And maybe you were oh, drugged. Yeah. Who I knows? Got dra- I got dragged okay. to... Uh, Drugging? Yeah, I think no. that's it. <laughs> that's, no, it's not it. 20 years of college, I can tell you that's not it. <laughs> okay. To New York City and started just kind of working on commercials and stuff like that. Okay. Set up a little homebrew kit in my like 400 square foot apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. And did that for about eight years. And it kind of kept escalating to a point where we started this little club um, of which there's been, I think this is the ninth brewery to come out of that little homebrew club. Holy shit. Seriously? It was super, super nerdy, super serious. So what year was this then that you were doing this? 2006. Eight. Okay. So, so, so who came out of it? Wait. Then, yeah. Wait. We got to ask for That's a good question. But was it a Brooklyn brewing? It wasn't the Brooklyn Blue Shop. Brew Shop. No. Because they weren't around shop, yet. Yeah. Well, they I thought they started in like seven, eight, nine. Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they did. There's a lot of good beer in Brooklyn, though. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Beer. Who came out of it? Nine, nine breweries came out of this. I won't remember them all off the top of my head. Give us like to the top them. three. Uh, Fifth Hammer. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, a transmitter, mm-hmm. of which I then became a brewer at. Okay, okay. Um, he was a club member. Um, LIC Beer Project was kind of had their toes in right. for a little bit. Um, some of the other half guys were kind of around. Um, so it was a bunch of breweries, and it was kind of all in stages. You People know? over... I, I think that when we think of East Coast beer, 
it's often Pennsylvania or it's often Vermont or Boston. it's often Boston. Yeah. The beer that comes out of Brooklyn in particular is insane, right? We've had Josh Bernstein on the show several times, you know, yeah. the beer writer, New York Times beer writer. He's never bored with the beer that he drinks. And even the beer bars in Brooklyn are, I mean, I've had been fortunate enough to, to be there and take my kids there, right? Like, classy. God, I know. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, we drank yeah. beer and had a, 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 a grilled cheese. Like, Josh was a good guy. So Chicken nuggets are always good. Ch- yeah, vegan chicken nuggets. But, yeah, I try. Um, but, my God, holy shit. So you just fall into this and you're brewing, you're home brewing. Um, um, okay, continue. Sorry, sorry. So you're. No worries. It, so. Then I had a homebrew accident, the, the rare homebrew accident of cutting my hand on a broken carboy. Wait. That slice, right. yeah. You, okay. it, he has all of his fingers and toes that I can... It just doesn't ah. straighten fully. Okay. It's just kind of, But who needs a full thumbs up anymore? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, I so apologize. you're brewing beer, you're homebrewing, you got a homebrewer's club, uh, all of that stuff. At what point did you move from that, from, from attempting to make movies or attempting to, you know, participate in breweries, or in, in movies, excuse me, uh, you cut your, your finger. T- okay, continue. So when I did that, it was, and it was such a, like, disaster of all disasters. It was a, went to lift a carboy and, like, kind of the bottom seam broke a little loose. Oh, and so I, you know, I figured I'll just lift the whole Catch thing. It. I'll lift the whole thing to my bathtub where it'll shatter there. And it came down and just guillotined my thumb. Fuck, I'm and so sorry. There was just this five gallons of beer and then a gallon liter of, blood. of blood go oh everywhere. Oh my god! And it's, even though it's January, it's 180 degrees in the apartment somehow. So like, I have my shirt off, and I'm I run upstairs. My the poor girl that lives upstairs. I still think about her sometimes because I run upstairs, barely knew her, met her in the hall like twice, and I just start pounding on her door. Jesus. I'm like, I'm Kyle. I live downstairs. I brew beer. I had an accident. I'm covered in blood. She's like, Jesus, get to the hospital. I'll start mopping up your mess down there. So because Was that, it a shared bathroom? No. Okay. I just was like, I got to leave. You got to tell I, somebody. Yeah. I got to leave, and there's a lot of beer going everywhere. A lot of wort, I guess, at that point, because it, it never got to see the light of Holy yeast. shit. So, so then, but because of that, I had, um, I couldn't go back to work. I was, I was going to say, camera at the time. you needed some sort of insurance is yeah. what it sounds and like. And I was on a TV show at the time, so I just ended up taking off the rest of the show and had to get this thumb fixed. So during that oh, time, I got man. sort of a internship's the wrong word, but I kind of volunteered some time at Greenpoint Beer and Ale okay. in Brooklyn, um, which then led to a full-time job at Transmitter Brewing. Um, and I was like, well, I don't need camera anymore. This is way better. What TV show were you filming? It was a show called Younger. Hmm. Totally lost on me. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that all had... uh, Comedy. Was it really? Like a Disney Channel type thing? No. It was for... It was the same people that wrote Darren Starr, who created uh, Sex in the City and stuff like that. Oh. Hmm. It's a good show, actually. It's not terrible. I don't know that you're the watched it several. Yeah, I'm not the de- I'm not the demographic for sure. <laughs> you're not. I've watched Sex in the City three times, all the uh, way through. We'll continue, Jay. You just pick out your beer. At what point? Beer. Like, what was the what was the beer that you that you brewed in your little you know 400 square foot apartment? I'm gonna have a yacht. You club. thought you were good enough to do this professionally. I think that was kind of the cool thing about homebrew in general, and and still to this day, I think is kind of it's. We would always say in the club, like when, when new members would walk in or, yep. you know, just people volunteering even was like, 
on this scale, you're going to have some of the best beer you've ever had in your entire life because you can do things at yeah. five, ten gallons that you can would never pull off on 15 barrels yeah. or, or greater, um, followed by the worst beer you're ever mm-hmm. going to have in your entire life. Yeah. Because you can do things on five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, would, you know. Um, so I think because of that, I pushed hard, and I dumped a lot of beer. you gotta, okay. you got to push hard enough to dump beer. Yeah. Thank you for dumping it. Because my brother used to force some of the worst fucking homebrew beer on me and act like it tasted good. <laughs> Which is why I don't homebrew, frankly. So you made it, but I guess, how did you talk your dad into starting this thing together with you then? Mm. Because I did a little research. You're not on the, on the LinkedIn's, but your dad is. And he's a successful inventor, business person, all of that, right? How did you talk him into going into this endeavor with you? A lot of beer. It took a lot of beer. Was he a okay. beer guy? You're obviously yeah. very Before close. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a beer guy. Yeah, we're, we're super close. We're okay. very fortunate in that we're a very tight family. My brothers are, are pretty involved as well. Okay. Um, and so it's, it was just a lot of modeling. We had to prove, I say we, my brothers and I had, uh, our, my brothers are Excel spreadsheet gurus. Okay. Excuse me. And so they built this like 40 sheet spreadsheet of, and we ran like every kind of model we could possibly run Okay. in a lot of different scenarios in a lot of different neighborhoods. You try the, the rural farmhouse approach mm-hmm. and you try the uh, kind of commercial park, you know, cheaper rent, mm-hmm. but is a little bit more of a destination approach. You try the downtown urban busy vibes, super expensive rent, probably tap room only. There's not going to be a lot of, uh, room to do anything right, else. Right. Um, and we just ran through scenario after scenario after scenario, none of which talked about pandemic. <laughs> what year were that. you doing this? What we year was this? 2017, 2018. Why didn't you guys forecast that? Yeah, we, we totally biffed <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, I would say 2014, we started really digging in. Um, and then I feel like the story on you and your dad has been on again, off again, not the relationship, but the story about a father-son brewery, and maybe I'm mixing it up with another one, but has this been fairly public knowledge for several years now prior to you guys opening in this space? I mean, did you have eyes on another location? Were you guys in the works for a while, or am I, mixing, re- am I, am I mixing up my other yeah, you, father-son duo? You might duo. be mixing up one of the other combo platters, right. but yeah. it's... It was, I mean, it was, it was the kind of thing that I couldn't be that public about because I was still employed gotcha. and I didn't, you know, want to risk that relationship. Mm-hmm. And also that jerk down the road, you didn't want to get it <laughs> fired. And, but, and in addition to, I wanted to really focus on like what I was doing there. I take beer pretty seriously. And so if I'm kind of like one foot in one foot out, it made no sense to me. So I kind of committed to a date of like, I'm a hundred percent in until I'm a hundred percent out. Okay. And nice. I could, it wasn't fair to me or them to be tiptoeing but you guys spent six ish years putting this together well we were hunting constantly yeah, you were serious. And, and modeling and doing a little bit of side mm-hmm. you know and i still homebrewed even while i was there and at transmitter um homebrewed every two to three weeks depending on how what mm-hmm. fermentation i had available um but i always had tons of batches going um and you know tried all kinds of lambics and sours and yeah. had just this my brother's basement he eventually moved and we had to get rid of, get all, rid of, of all the sour beer that's down there 
but it was plentiful. I mean, we filled barrel wooden oak barrels of, of beer. It was it was good. Why Belgian beer? What made you decide to go that route? I love yeast. Okay. Yeah, I geek out on yeast. So it's. Okay. I think some of the other styles do a really good job of trying to hide the fact that there's yeast in the beer. Um, you know, let it ferment fully and then get it out of there. Right. Who's your yeast guy? I use a couple. I, okay. I, yeah. Don't worry about it. I bounce. That's I, all right. I'm That's all right. Like no, no, no. It's, I think, no, I, I, I don't assume you're sneaky about it. It's just a curious thing that we either talk to people that are very specific with one yeast mm-hmm. company or person, right? Or, or, or you get a, a brewer that's, hey, we're going to dabble in a little bit of everything because we, we want a variety. So I mean, I think that's kind of the joy of being a young brewery is I can mm-hmm. play around a lot. Do what you um, want. I, yeah. do, I do use Inland Island, Propagate, um, a little bit of White Labs. I, I use only the local guys, and mostly that's for a, from like a lab standpoint. If I feel like there's a beer's not moving in a direction I like, I can get them on the phone or I can get a sample taken. and we Somebody can, can come in and yeah. look at it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes total sense. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, let's go back to, the, to this kind of family business type thing. How in the hell do you make it work? I mean, I know you say your brothers run the, run the, the Excel spreadsheets and your dad obviously helps you, but um, do you ever you know come to blows and all of that with you know when it comes to, to this thing because this is a different kind of endeavor right I mean yep. you're not you're not running a, a you know an orthopedics business this is a, this right. is craft beer right and now in this moment it's a little bit tougher I'm sure right and there's a lot of subjective answers to a lot of this whole process it's okay. not it's not as definitive ones and zeros as a lot of other things so yeah we're really um, communicative I mean yeah. it helps to like. Like I said, it helps to already have that kind of strong bond, but yeah, we don't always agree. And we yeah. butt heads, and we have to kind of work through it and figure out what is the best right okay. answer. You know, okay. how'd you talk your wife into and, and your you know your family, uh, not not your extended family, right? But I mean, now your immediate family. You've got a kid. How did you talk your wife into this project? Because Jay and I have very low overhead to do this. It's hard to <laughs> talk our families into this. But, I mean, if you That's look at what we're looking at, there's a lot of equipment here. Um, how, what kind of conversations did you have to have with your wife to open up this little project? In a city like Denver where there's a lot of craft beer. Yeah. I mean, you're less than, what, three blocks from your alma mater? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's – a, I don't know. Hats off, right? That's a tough sell in any yeah. book, yeah. right? Let's let's go look at Dave and say, hey, I'm going to open a brewery down the street in a pretty sick new spot, and then Odell's going to open another spot right around the corner. Nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but yeah, selling that mm-hmm. to a wife sounds like a challenge. What do you what she do you know? What do you know that we don't know, <laughs> or what do you have that we don't have? <laughs> She was harder to sell. Um, no, but she, again, just patience and time and communication is sort of like, how do we juggle our time? You know, if, if I'm going to be here till 9 p.m., then I can't do that every day. You know, yeah. the, there are times that I'll come in early or stay late, but I can't do both. You yeah. know, I, I, I'm also a big believer in like a time, you know, what is it? Work, Work-life balance. Thank you. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. So, I know how that, I, I know the nomenclature. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, think I, don't think I experience it. I think there are a lot of small business owners too that, I mean, there is a lot of work that goes into it, but I think there's a lot that do un, 
justified or unnecessary work mm-hmm. or or say that you know I'm, I'm hanging around meeting customers drinking beer isn't the same as work yeah and so that to me is a different thing but um and then with joyride and everybody it's and denver beer in general it's awesome that there's so many breweries because you get the chance to specialize in something like Belgian beer, where I feel like if I was in a much smaller city or or less of a beer city, then I'd have to justify the same thing. Yeah. I'd have to do the the same, you know, the, the pale ale, blonde, stout, porter, all that stuff. Combo. Um, but this is, I get to really find a niche. And I think that's why, um, Joyride and I get along is that I don't, I know all their. I don't brew the beer that they brew, yeah. and we can sort of coexist and yeah. be be good neighbors. Plenty of foot traffic, I'm sure, in between those two yeah. places as well. All right, so so I think we've covered enough backstory here in the first 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> you opened up into February, and then a little bit of a Armageddon happened. Hiccup. Right? We just call it a hiccup. <laughs> we call it a hiccup. It's a, it's a blip. Yeah. <laughs> just a slight <laughs> blip. Let's. I mean, we you. don't like to timestamp this stuff, Sam. But let's actually let's lay out a couple of dates here. So you opened up when February twenty February twenty ninth, which day. was leap, leap day. day. Yeah. And then that, you shut down what day? March fifteenth. Oh my word! Holy shit! Yeah. So in the future, is that actually 16 days or is that only 15 days? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, and part of the February 29th that I really appreciate was I kind of made a bet with our general contractor who didn't think that I could get open in February. Ah, you got and an extra day I got that it. extra day, which took, took it. Yeah, That's yeah. fucking awesome, don't actually. Don't ever let that go away. You and Michael Scott. Are what, <laughs> what, what, what were you... I mean, tell us in those 16 days, what's going through your head? What kind of conversations are happening? Holy shit. I mean, that's, you're not, I mean, you are a new business. You are 100% a new business. Can you just kind of articulate a little bit what, what it had, what you were thinking in those, in those 16 days? Yeah. I mean, I, even in the, the week leading up to that, my biggest fears were like, is the beer going to be okay? Is it going to be yeah. carbonated? Are we going to be able to pour it? Are we going to figure out the POS system? Is there yeah. going to be some somebody who's overserved or like sneaks in alcohol are we going to get sued for something is it like that just scenario after scenario and then you know none of the fears are what if there's a total and complete shutdown of the whole world it's a total <laughs> literally the fucking world isn't it interesting to talk to a brand new brewery right like yeah. days ahead of this shit and then you think about our guys from big grove the have been around for a while. They're established. They're distributing. They're doing a lot of things. And and Kyle here's like, are the napkins folded the right <laughs> exactly. way? And Big Grove is like, we can't fucking go to Germany in the end of February yeah. because we're not going to be allowed back in the country. Yeah. And that's no offense to anybody, right? But it's just like, there's so much that goes into starting a brewery that it, I can't imagine that COVID nineteen was on your radar in terms of do we or do we not open do we or do we not do this or that yeah, literally two days before we opened um we found out from our co2 provider that we actually needed to get a lot more fire protection than we had we had already gotten the stamp we thought um we had already been approved by the fire department we thought <laughs> and then there was this extra little like uh oh like this fine print that nobody caught that we needed 
more alarm, more CO2. Because at that point, uh, Edgewater was sort of following Jefferson County and West Metro, which was different than Denver County, which was much more strict and, and uh, regimented on, on CO2 mm -hmm. detection, stuff like that. So anyway, long story short, the two days before we opened, we were like, what if we don't have CO2? And so our CO2 company had to bring in like 20 cylinders that were small enough that they fit into the classification of a difference. So we just had all these CO2 tanks back there. We're like, well, we're gonna have to change the valve from one to the next. My God. And then it went away. The problem went away the next day. And we were like, oh, that was a worry. Because wow. they didn't care or because they prioritized something different? It wasn't really a care. It was sort of the... Should we even be talking about I it? I don't... You no, know, and I, <laughs> I still don't think anyone was 100... We were convinced that the rules changed. The, okay. The code changed during construction because we were approved early in construction. Gotcha. And then at the end, we find a fine print that didn't exist in the early... <laughs> Sounds copies. like a cluster... It was a bit of a cluster, but we yeah. we're here. You guys, uh, hey, uh, I was blown away at the amount of people sitting at the picnic tables in the circus area. You've done such a good job of spacing everybody out too. This yeah, my yeah. God, this place is beautiful. Let's talk boats. Let's talk boat <laughs> theme. Boats and hose. Yeah. No, I'm. I mean, we we chatted about this off air a little bit, but Barkentine. That's a joke. Yes. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sam edits out way more of me yeah. for that reason. Whenever he clicks something, there's a reason. <laughs> um, barkentine strikes me as a boat word. I should have done more research. <laughs> it's a boat, right? It's a type of boat. Just it's glad to have you back on air. Talk, talk to us. Well, you know, you've done a good job lately of feeding me some information yeah. ahead of these. It's a lot easier over the over you know a Zoom over the old chat Skype. to say, yeah. Jay, ask this next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, um, not a, it's not a good question if you know the answer already. It's right? a boat like, thing. It's, <laughs> it's a boat thing. It's not a good conversation if you just come in knowing everything. No, I don't know shit. That's the beauty of the interview. Brad's here. Can I try the uh, the fair weather friend, yep. Brad, please. my man? Copper clad, please. Oh, see, I went the wrong direction. It's okay. No, I, I, so us I usually do. I get excited about the big stuff. Um, why boats? Why boats? Sloan's Lake. No, so Barkentine. Um, we really. It's first of all when you. I'm sure when you were looking at unfiltered everything like there's names for days. You'll spend. Obsessed. Yeah. I have notebooks of names that, like, I got real serial killery on. On I had a strings drawn from the map. I don't think mm -hmm. we put nearly that much effort <laughs> into it. You put panties on your face, yeah. from, of course, from neighbors' homes. <laughs> yeah, gotta find my. I gotta find my chi. It puts the lotion on its skin. Exactly. We're pulling all so sorts hard. of stuff out for this. No, you dig so deep into names, and and yeah. then you start to just see trends of like the same things over and over and over. And no shame to that. I mean, it's, no. you, there just is some words that work really well and some combinations of, like, a negative adjective yeah. to a noun yeah. um, is a common... Well, you're word. a film guy. You get it. You know how to put the pieces together. Yeah. You know how to make a good montage. So, <laughs> so. You've seen some Sergei Einstein. Eisenstein, excuse me. I, I got my bachelor's in film. FYI. I'm saying... I, I swear, we're, we're at... Iowa. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of film friends, <laughs> yeah. and none of them... 
yeah. moved to beer the yeah. way that uh, Kyle here did. Now, so now there's two of us. I'm, 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 there's three of you. I'm, actually, I brewed Ian, beer in my basement Ian last is week. A, he's in a film guy. He was on the West Wing for a while. Ian oh, McRae, shout out. Oh, shit. Name drop. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's actually got an IMDb profile that I'm not allowed to update the photo on. Yeah. But. Um, Thank you, sir. I want to hang. He's I about to be replaced. The in my office. Do you have? Oh wow! I don't know. If, I don't know where it is. I'm sure my parents maybe have it. That's pretty <laughs> badass. So. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I Holy think it'd be funny. You okay, should so blow sorry. it up and put it on the side of a fucking yeah. can of beer. I'm serious. And honestly, maybe that's why my dad agreed to it because he was like, "Well, you sort of didn't do the school portion <laughs> of your life right, so maybe I'll maybe I'll ride along for this." Let's just <laughs> let's just go down this path even even yeah. further. Maybe I should go back to holding your hand with a little this. bit of oversight. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was trying to correct a behavior; he was encouraging further bad behavior with a little bit more. With that. Yeah. 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 All right. I like it. I like the thinking. I'm a dad. Fucking 18 and they're out. That's all there is to it. It's just done. It's done. So, okay. Sorry. Yep. Why the boat? So, so Barkentines, yeah, that gets back to um, when you're staring at names. So I, I, here's the location. We're okay. in a marketplace. It, it's all this food. It's all these vendors. It's a lot of hustle and bustle. Less hustle and bustle currently, but we'll be, by the time this air, by the time you get around to putting this up, we'll be back to normal. Capacity. We'll be totally yes. fine. Two years from now, I don't know. Dude, is our delay <laughs> that? Are, are, are we that far behind? No, we wait till the vaccine comes out in 2027. 20, so, yeah. Hey, if you're looking for a new brewery, <laughs> <laughs> you got your mask, yeah, you got your hydroxychloroquine, oh, and... Can't give that out anymore. Well, thank FBI God for that. <laughs> Maybe not. There's a lot of good people that could have died from that. Oh. They probably needed to go anyway. Actually, so, that's true. Yeah. What do they say? Throw a little chlorine in the gene pool? <laughs> Exactly. I'll put it next to my toilet paper boarding stash. <laughs> oh I have my back there. god! Dude. Okay, so you're experimenting with names. Continue. And I wanted to play into the marketplace feel, and so uh, and and stay in the old world tradition of like this is Belgian beer. Yeah. Um, and I found this cool story of Barkentines rolling into Antwerp, which is one of the biggest mm-hmm. ports in all of Europe. Still is one it's, of the biggest ports in the world. That's in Belgium, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Very good, Jay. Uh, hey. And in the late 1800s, early 1900s, these ships would roll in, and vendors, merchants would come out and pull off all their provisions for the day. Okay. Um, probably including monks, although I couldn't really validate that. that. Yeah. I'm still looking for some. <laughs> Need a good piece. We of can introduce you to some monks, but <laughs> I could. So Barkentines were kind of the the vessel that would bring the beer, bring ah. the ingredients around. It's kind of, you know, it, there's this old farmhouse um, ale tradition. Yeah. Um, Phil Markowski talks about it in Farmhouse. That's kind of being debunked right now, sadly. There's yeah. all these articles that are coming out in other books that are like, well, it wasn't as farmhousey as we think. There was a lot of this shipment of huge amounts of barley and hops coming from the rest of Europe to oh, Central Europe. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, there probably is some truth to some of it, but, but like Liege brewed year-round. Okay. Um, where I think the story of the Saison is that it's just brewed in the winter for oh. workers using only local ingredients. There's probably some breweries did that, but there's also but, yeah. a lot of evidence now that's showing that, like, no, a lot of this stuff came in in large shipments. Of, and, and so that's the, the third element is I want to kind of modernize and, uh, you know, sort of a antiques the wrong word, historic yeah. Yeah. way of. Uh, making beer. That's a really good point. Like we retell the story of beer in a very ancient way, as if it were you know twenty or, you know uh, 
2000 BC ancient Greece. No, we're talking, you know, 200 years. It's not that long ago. You know, we're talking 500 years ago. Mid 1900s. Yes, exactly. And even, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Europe's pretty civilized by then. You know, (laughs) there's boats and shit and rivers and all of that. There's some, there's some, uh, you know, there's trade happening, right? It's the introduction of political economy and all that stuff. So yeah, that makes total sense. And that's that's actually a fresh uh, uh, story to kind of hear. I'd like, like to see some of those books. I'd be curious to look at some of the old school versus yeah. new theory. Is a barkentine boat though? Is that a like a flat? Is that a barge? Vessel that it's more. I'm thinking more like a. I think the the technical definition is it has to be a. a three-masted ship oh fuck where the front mast is square you know and the other uh-huh. two can be triangles so they're a little bit when you picture like like uh, your traditional pirate ship yeah that that's a bark okay and it's spelled either b-a-r-k or b-a-r-q-u-e um that's your pirate ship is a bark and, and those you drop are like the teen on it continental that's that's for long travel bark and teens are just a little bit dartier gotcha um they're, they're functional. So it's got nothing to do with necessarily the shape of the ship, but the shape of the sail. No, I'm the looking at it here. It's very uh, yeah, much. It's a cargo it up, vessel. Of course, you're looking yeah. it up, right? Well, yeah. it, I thought it was a cargo ship of some kind, but I was thinking more like um, hmm. like a barge. Did you say barge? Like I'm thinking like a flat deck. It's boat. a relatively sh- flat ship. Is it? All yeah. Right, all right. Yeah, that makes total sense. So there's no cannons. We're there's, checking the facts of the guy who opened up a fucking I know, he beer, did it himself. A brewery fucking Wallace got a painting of a boat God. thing on that, that was actually really important in the architecture, though, because the architect um, kept trying to bring in, like, how do we put sails in here? Where do we put a steering wheel? Where do... And he didn't say this, but like we, then we started adding like, Walk where, the can plank. we have a parrot? Do we have? Yeah. Pi- Where's, the Where's the pirate flag? Where's the pirate flag? You just play Jimmy Buffett all the time. Nothing but. <laughs> or dun 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 dun. Hey ho. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we, that, uh, and then you fired him. This is <laughs> actually this is actually why I keep coming back to this because it doesn't feel like a trip to. It doesn't feel like a trip to. Um, it's a fucking industrial ship. No. And I well, love it. That's like, what I'm saying. I like that It's feel. very subtle. Like, yeah. you don't walk in here and think, I'm at fucking... It's not gimmicky. Um, what's the name of that stupid Gimmicky's movie? The what's the hear. stupid movie named after the ride at Disneyland? Uh, ki- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Thank you. Pirates of the Caribbean. I always you don't feel you like, like Johnny I, Depp. I know. I, I could not think of this. Yeah. No. It's, it doesn't feel like Pirates of the Caribbean. No. But when you start to look but, around, you see... But you feel... Yeah, He's the guest. You no, stop good. talking. I'm the guest, technically, from this perspective, because yeah. I feel it's the boat. I feel the boat while. thing. It has been a while. I'm not in charge anymore. <laughs> I've never been in charge. I feel the boat thing. That's what it comes down to, like the blue paint. God, I love it. And 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 the barrel staves on the ceiling. It's just yeah. You guys, did cool a, spot. You guys did a fucking badass that job. That barrel light. I mean, there's two in there. One is a red wine barrel. One's a white wine barrel. That thing weighs, I think. 50 million pounds. Yeah. I don't know. We've I'm thinking it looked good over little, my... That seems took, like a lot. It know. took 20 of us to lift it. It was incredibly heavy because it's all steel and then... And then so barrel toe. staves, yeah. yeah. Um, and predominantly steel, now that I look a little closer. I think that thing looked amazing over my bed. My wife might disagree. <laughs> I promised myself I would ask some tough questions. Um, <clears throat> you're a young guy. You and I are roughly the same age and... Jay's a little what bit older than What are you implying? Craft Beer's been pretty good about the LBGTQ community, 
right? I know you're doing a lot of things here in Edgewater for that. Let me ask you, what's craft beer not bringing to the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement? Craft beer has missed the boat so many times on this thing. And Jay and I talked about founders last week with Matt Swift. Craft beer should do better. What are you doing that's better? It's, a, it's, it's an awesome time in human history. I think it's a very unique yeah. time in human history where, like, change is happening. You know, mm-hmm. things are, the snowball is moving, and it's in a very, very positive way and in a great light. As a business owner, it's, it's a, you, you know, you really need to say something. You really need to do something. What is the rightest thing to do is the hardest part. <clears throat> and we have lengthy, lengthy conversations yeah. because we care very, very deeply about the topic. Yeah. And there's like nothing but love and inclusivity and equality in our hearts. And, and how do you articulate that? And is this the platform is often a... And I guess I ask because I think, but, but, but craft beer has always tied itself to this revolutionary thing, right? And Jay and I, you and I have talked about this with, with you know, if you think about barrel aged out and, you know, selling out, the first half of that book is all about the revolution of craft beer and craft beer being, you know, the, the fuck you to the man and yeah, all of that, right? It's a cycle it's tied and it's, to this thing. it's constantly yeah. evolving for sure. And as we move more towards craft beer being this kind of place that is a, a, an, an urban space that is allowed for the tap room and all of this stuff, you're going to get those kind of confluence of identities and all of this. And so it makes sense that you have folks that are making that Black Lives Matter beer, right? And, uh, you know, beers that, that are made by, by folks of color. It's just, it's, it's almost as if Colorado uh, isn't doing what I want them to do quite yet. You know, it's, it's craft beer is, you know, always first to do the LBGT lbgtq thing but when it comes to lives of color right well that's not for craft beer it's mm-hmm. something like that and so that's what that kind of gets me because i think that identity that idea to kind of push the envelope a little bit it makes sense for craft beer that's why i kind of asked mm-hmm. that question if that makes sense no it's a, i think it's a great question and it's a very timely question and it's not an easy topic yeah. to talk about because it is important i think there are some some easy beer topics right yeah. but there's this is one that I felt comfortable asking it, that question because yeah. I think I, you know, I'm, I'm vibing off your vibe, and and, and you would have given an honest it response. It's hard to say, and maybe maybe the accessibility of craft beer isn't there. It's certainly not the flavor because yeah. there are so many flavors that can, that can reach everybody. Yeah, all you know, anything. Um, we had a lengthy, lengthy conversation um, this Saturday. We're doing um, Edgewater's doing kind of a a small town pride. March yeah. that ends at the public market. We had a lengthy conversation about um, we want to make a donation to something that we feel very strongly for, and it was a a lot of charities were brought to the table. A lot were discussed between the, all the leadership here, and it we sort of landed on the on the Marsha P. Johnson Foundation because okay. it it, I, it gives a voice to a lot of uh, marginalized or, or underspoken for communities. Mm-hmm. And we felt like that was the best use of like right now pride time. Um, and, but to do that, we had to listen. And so we pulled a lot of our friends in the, and said, what, yeah. what should we do? How do we do the thing that would make the most people happy and be the right thing? Yeah. And Edgewater is a very, it's a diverse community. diverse community. Yeah. I mean, for a tiny little pocket in a big fucking city, Edgewater, I think, covers so many different demographics. Probably better, yeah. truthfully, 
this is not pandering. This is honest to God, my opinion that Edgewater probably encompasses so many more demographics of people than the rest of the Metro Denver mm-hmm. area. And, and you have to, I don't want to say stand out, but you have to be a part of that. And I, I, I don't think that you're not at this point. I mean, hopefully you will continue to be. We need I'm to sure find, will. maybe Kyle should, should read up and be our guest host for, we need to tell the. You're the, always looking to replace me. You no, 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 no. Always looking to replace me. No, we should tell the story of beer. Resumes, you know it. No, no, every once in a while there's a guest fucking host and i'm like it's brock it's always brock no it was that yeah. one guy that owns the av company <laughs> kept talking about his first beer and oh i'm just my like god oh, i don't even man. remember that seed stock brewery i remember no there's a what, there's yeah. a story what do you want kyle there, to right? get i mean but you we've talked about this before when and this is the distinct separation between european beer and american macro beer was that coors and it well, AB, in a lot of ways, decided that they were only going to sell that beer to certain kind of identities. And they, they spent a lot of marketing money. And, they, you know, and, and automatically, that separates different kind of people from drinking that beer. And I think Coors probably doesn't deserve to get blamed for it. I, I do think it's AB in a lot of ways. It's Pabst in a lot of ways, right? It's those kind of Midwestern breweries that say, okay, you know, we can sell this beer to the factory worker. It's going to taste like shit, but it's going to get them drunk. Well... Never mind. It's refreshing. Though, Ask yeah. me offline because I actually have a rebuttal to that. But, but I mean, what did Jed Bellstock tell us, right? When we went to, to Dos Luches, right? And we kind of learned about how Mexican yeah. lager is well, not in any way Mexican lager, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that is not It's Mexican American beer. lager made in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's but I'm thinking, it. like, I mean, from this perspective, if we're talking about marketing to a demographic that's going to buy beer, I think. You look at AB and you look at Coors and they're and they're one and the same. Frankly, I mean, we should have pitched on Kin higher a little bit more. Well, because he would have. Frankly, that's that that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Is AB is pushing Paps to the to the factory worker, and Coors Light was pushing Twins, and I don't know that one is more guilty or less guilty. Not to throw Uncle Ken under the bus. No, no, he did. We didn't ask that question. I I'm know. Playing golf with them on Saturday, so I should well, ask. Thanks him. for that invite. Well, you're not good enough. Sorry. Let's, let's be totally <laughs> honest. It's got to be a competitive match. It's for my birthday and for Father's Day, so it's a good little four-man match. Your handicap's a little high, Jay. Sorry. I asked Brian. I asked your brother. Happy birthday. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's <clears throat> no, late. You made it to 36. Fuck off. Apparently, you know what? Next year on your birthday, I think we should. I'm making you golf with me. I wanted to ask that just because I, you know, I, I, think I get the sense. it's important to talk about, and I think it's, yeah. I know that a lot of other businesses and breweries are all dealing yeah. with, you know, it's because it is such an important thing, and, and shit yeah. is happening. Yeah. That's why it's cool, and it's how do you Well, let's narrow, be honest. I you mean, try to do, you try to say a good thing, and shit happens. Somebody, it it's it's doesn't matter if it's right to you or if it's right at the moment or if it's right for everything you stand for. It's not right for one person or, or one group or but, one. But if this thing, right, if this business model is now the new bar, right, if this is now the new local tap, every single community needs a local tap. Every single community needs a place they can go to have a beer and shoot pool and all of that. And what does that look like if you're a craft brewery? And here we are 
See, we could do this all night. Yeah. yeah. We can. There's so many other dimensions. He's got a. He's yeah. got a free night. He's coming down to Spice Street. It's the first, time, it's the first yeah. time I've had beer in three weeks. We'll all, we'll all finish these beers, and then we'll go interview another brewery, and then yeah. we'll, we'll just keep yeah. moving along. <laughs> Shit happens, dude. It's dangerous. You know, we we had that kind of little bit of a runway where we're like, we're probably going to open someday. We're probably, we don't know the rules, but we know there's going to be limited seating. And as we kind of looked at other states and found out, like, there's going to be six feet, there's going to be... We talked about doing what a lot of... Um, places are doing like you know reservations or um different like cleanliness things or you know, keeping people apart sorry i tripped over my words because i got distracted good, yeah, the, the camera always throws yeah, everybody yeah, off the camera comes out and then like you can't do i remember my first, like I, smiling my I first iphone I, le- I leaned I in i did a stagey like i'm talking hey the best <laughs> The best part about this shit is that I got to wear this thing and it covers up my little turkey gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> so right, me, actually, I just that. realized that. Yeah, let's back this let's up. Back that Ten up. seconds. The, Go. Um, so when, when we looked at like how the reopening model and what was possible, one of the things that a lot of breweries are doing is like reservations and no kids and you have to be drinking to stay. And once you don't have any more beer, you're out and you have time limits or you have group limits or you know there's just so many rules that that kept compounding and there's so no shower curtains in barkentine by the way no but we so we went through the guidelines colorado guidelines and said let's follow all of these but i don't care how long people stay i don't care if you have a beer in front of you or not i don't care this is a place of comfort and it will forever be a place of comfort and a place of safety and like it's because some people want to have strong discourse while they have beer, and mm-hmm. some people want to fuck off and, like, have a beer. Yeah. And sometimes the beer's at the forefront of the conversation. Sometimes it's in the background of something else that's going on in your life. And it, to me, is just a comfortable space. This is a comfortable space, by the way. This is I appreciate that statement more. If I could hug this guy. <laughs> I know. I don't know him very well, but I would hug <laughs> him. You weren't horribly infected. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm you're a the, fucking, you're the safest of everyone here. For the record, I was... Sick and diseased before all this shit started, and it's a whole other list of shit. So. Listeners, we're going to cut this off because there's more conversation to be had after this, and we'll continue it some other day. But, you know, to reach our an hour limit in order for me to post this and actually get people to listen to it, I'm going to cut it off. Kyle, where can we follow you? What's your website? All of that stuff. Website is barkentinebrewing.com. Okay. There's also, a Q in there. Yeah. Oh, Barkentine. Yeah. I always just say it. Like, it's B A R Q U E N. Like bark beer. Just Barks let him. T I N E. What do you mean Barks has bite? <laughs> you're you're fantastic on the socials. No, this was great. So oh, yeah. I don't know anything media, about I don't know anything about socials. Facebook, yeah. Barkentine Brewing. TikTok. He used to have a mustache. Not not too long ago, and he shaved it. I committed to that mustache, not thinking it was going to be a oh, three. Oh fuck! Month. <laughs> yeah. Sam's got no hair, and he's been hiding it. Yeah. Holy uh, shit! Guys, how you're. Kids did that? Yeah, I let my kids shave my head. How'd that yeah. go? It was great. It looks yeah. better now. It for looks a couple <laughs> hours. better now than it did with the fryer tuck. Yeah, That's exactly. A couple hours? Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, I hope we hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, it was good to see Jay Schrader in public again. 
Uh, it's been a while. Might be the last time for a while again. Kyle, so. who the fuck are the Knudsons? It was it was a <laughs> blast talking to you. We're going to continue this conversation. I wish we had some sort of subscription model in which the after would, hours yeah, version exactly. is getting popular. <laughs> we, should, we should just record this thing after. Uh, but thanks everybody no. for supporting the show. You know where to follow us. Just go to unfilteredcraft.com. Everything you need there for video, for audio, for uh, all the socials is right there. All right. What, Jay? This is getting a little cheesy. Cheers. Cheesy yeah, cheers. Cheers, cheers indeed. Fuck you both. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>